0: Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network.
2: This is John Silver, lead recruiter of The Dark Order, and you are listening to All Things Elite.
1: Welcome to the hundred and sixtieth episode of Social Suplexes podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity. Welcome to All Things Elite. My name is Austin Summits, and I am the host of this lovely show. Joining with me, as always, is my good buddy and friend Floyd Johnson Jr. My good man, how are you doing? It's Madden
2: season. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You heard a horrible singing voice from me. I don't care because <laughs> it is my favorite time of year. I mean, other than honestly, like that few weeks before WrestleMania and All Out, uh, you know, even though we are a few weeks from All Out, it is Madden season. It is the game John Madden. It is you love Madden or you hate Madden. But it's still Madden. For me, everybody's like, oh, it's just the same game every year. I mean, I mean, if it's a good game, I don't really care if it's the same every It's football. I mean, you can't really really reinvent the wheel on football. You know what I mean? You, you run the ball. You pass the ball. You knock the ball down on defense. You get sacks.
1: Not I, am a, I am a cultured man in saying that there's not been a better football game since ESPN NFL 2K5. Yes.
2: And yeah, and people like that game. I personally... The last I played NFL Blitz here and there, good game. But the last eleven-on-eleven football game that I played uh, was tech. That was not a Madden. Was like Tecmo Super Bowl on <laughs> Nintendo or something like that. Uh, I don't. It was called like Super Tecmo Bowl on Super something. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. I uh, you know you play left to right. You didn't play up the up and down. So. I can honestly say I am a Madden stan. I am, I am, there's no other, you know, they're like when, when I go to GameStop or when I used to go to GameStop and buy it, they would always ask me, do I want to sign up? I was like, I buy two games a year. I buy Madden and I buy the WWE game. So no, I don't need to sign up for a GameStop account. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh-huh. I play two games and now you're going to add AEW to that. But for the most part, you know, don't play a lot of games. I, I just like the games that I like. I like to get a franchise mode and I like to take a shitty team and make them great. That's my favorite thing to do. So I'm, I'm really excited that it's out. Uh, started with the Atlanta Falcons as I was telling, uh, uh, I was telling uh, Austin before. I can tell you, there's two things people don't want to hear about: your fantasy football team and your Madden franchise. It's just like I don't care. I get it. I still <laughs> talk about it. I get it, and I like I, I hear the glazed over look in your voice, but like it excites me, even though it means nothing to the other person. So I try to control my Madden franchise talk. I don't I know no one cares about my excellent draft uh, draft class. I just I or draft I just had or this blockbuster trade I made doesn't matter, but it's what I enjoy. It's what I enjoy. Uh most of my 20s uh, was uh spent with me, my friend Jason and my brother Kenneth. And this was the olden days. We would all you know, have to be in the same room and we would all get our teams on franchise and literally some of the gaming marathons we we went through playing franchise trading, drafting, simming, playing each other 17, 18 hour like marathons, like literally people falling asleep with controllers in their hands. Cause we would just keep playing and keep playing and keep playing. Probably gained most of my weight then, cause pretty much we lived on <laughs> uh, delivery food and uh, caffeine, so we would stay awake. And okay. energy drinks weren't that important back; it wasn't that big. Well, like early two thousand, there really weren't any drinks, so it was like this was just like copious amounts of Mountain Dew. But, yeah yeah, i know i know you you won't you won't know about that sir you don't know about that
0: or
1: i would stay the game i stayed up and played a ton with my uh friends and or family was uh mario strikers uh on the gamecube okay. i would i would literally like beat the ever-living fuck out of people and still will you know they added the one for the switch i'm still fucking beating the shit out of kids out of in that at that game uh I Mario Soccer, I do amazing on that. FIFA can kiss my ass. Mario Soccer, that's the game that I kick the most ass at. And I also love the NFL Street games. Those were sick too.
2: So, yeah, when people ask me, like, my one of my favorite games, I always talk about a Mario game from way back in the day. Super Nintendo was called Mario RPG.
1: Oh, yeah, Super Mario RPG. That was a damn good game. I love that game.
2: Like, Like, seriously? It was like they just updated it and just made the graphics better and put it out. I would would buy a Switch or an Xbox for that. That's how much I loved that game. It was so simple, so any... But I was... I'd freaking... We played that game for hours. I just still don't... I don't think we ever beat it. It is a long game. It's a long freaking story. And it was just like, oh man, this is a really cool story, so... Super Mario uh, RPG It's probably my favorite Mario game ever. Even though I love some Mario Kart, especially at the arcade Mario Kart. Oh God, I love that crap.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But that uh, That's that gaming. can lead us—that's yeah. our gaming a little bit right there. Um, I just got an Xbox Series X. It's going to arrive in a couple days. Um, and yeah,
2: yeah, that does it for the gaming. Congratulations on your Xbox Series X. You know. That's a, a great uh, secondary video game system. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I'm I'm proud of you, uh, but uh, I'm I'm really happy that you got one. You know, because you can get one
1: because it's not as popular as PS5. Well, yeah, and people aren't jacking the price up to, like, fucking $900, so I I will I will gladly take that and replace my Xbox One that I've had since, like, the first year that console was on the market, and it runs like a piece of shit. Plus, I have a PC. I don't need to be spending any more money on video game consoles. You do, I
2: yeah, do you, yeah, you do have a
1: nice PC, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> if I'm gonna get one, I'll get the one that's actually able to find But that does it for, I think, our gaming talk. We can now actually talk about uh, AEW and all things Elite. We've got a lot to talk about with Quake by the Lake taking place last week, and we have House of the Dragon uh, AEW Dynamite coming up very shortly when you guys listen to this. It'll be only a few hours away, I'm sure. Um, But before we get into everything, I want to make sure you guys download this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts. And If you listen to us on Spotify or really wherever you listen to us on the podcasting world, uh, give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish. That really means the world to us. You can also leave a rating and a review. Let us know how we are doing. And then also, if you enjoy us, you can keep up with us and everything that we are doing by following us on social media. On Twitter, we are at AT Elite Pod. And at Social Suplex, those guys make this show possible. They are a podcasting network that has a bunch of great shows. Please check out every show they have on their network. All of them are quality Uh, I myself am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z, and Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. Now, big news of the week is a bit of a different one. Uh, It's the fact that it is my amazing, talented, awesome, wonderful, great little sister Sydney. My little sister Sydney's birthday, she just turned 23 years old yesterday when you guys are hearing this on the 16th. Um she's one day before Danhausen because that motherfucker from Detroit always has to one up people I feel like with his fucking face paint. Love that guy regardless. Happy birthday Danhausen as well. Um but yes, my sister's birthday is uh here. I yeah. would say wish her happy birthday but she's not on social media anymore because she likes to protect her mental health like a smart person. Um and yeah, no I'm I love that girl. She's my my best friend and she's amazing. She's awesome. Um and yeah, it's her birthday and she had a great birthday yesterday when you guys hear this. Um and yeah, love her to death.
2: So, yes, uh Sydney is of course my friend too. Love her to death. She was actually the first summer which I did a show with. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, I was the second. Yes, uh no uh yeah, no, I love Sydney uh, uh, Sydney. She is the most kind-hearted, good-spirited uh individual. She's smart as a whip. She has her own opinions and all that stuff she knows just as much about wrestling as anybody and she just brings this infectious niceness and energy you just want to be happy when you're around her so happy birthday sydney i was like i have to give her a shout out on the show hopefully you actually listen to this one but
1: yeah Yeah, i think i think she'll for sure i think she'll for sure listen to this one absolutely um but with that big news out of the way of course um Let's get into Quake by the Lake. We'll start off with Dynamite, and we open things up with the coffin match between Brody King of the House of Black and Darby Allen. This thing was built into a head with these two guys, you know, great interactions with them at uh, starting off in Detroit and a continuing onward as well, and held the uh, House of Black has had Darby's number for a while now. Um, but comes out the gate Darby's jumping out of the darkness to beat the shit out of Brody King with a skateboard covered in thumbtacks. Um, they were doing tons of fucking crazy shit. Darby getting thrown all the fuck over people and into the barricade to the point where he flipped over it and went into the crowd. Um, eventually Brody King was going to try to jump through a table and on Darby. Darby was able to move, got out of the way, um, while Darby was trying to continue to get the upper hand on Brody, lights went out, and then Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews were outside the ring. Darby proceeded to try to run uh, against the ropes and dive at them, but then Julia Hart uh, proceeds to uh, trip him up, and then that's when Buddy Matthews and Malachi go to hell after Darby Allen, beating the hell out of him. Brody King um, goes after him with a cannonball. Eventually, though, when Buddy Matthews goes to the coffin to try to get it open for Darby, there's Sting waiting inside with his baseball bat, beating the shit out of the House of Black. Eventually, though, he gets up to Malachi, throws the bat to him, invites him to use it. Malachi proceeds to drop it and just walk away. And Sting, with the amazing face pain, uh, I love the fact that the House of Black has uh, with uh, Malachi's mist always has like that black ink that always seems to like just stick on your face i love that how that's a continuing thing it's just a cool little touch it's a nice little like calling card almost for the guys and it was awesome um eventually though uh staying chased malachi black off against the ramp and they were just staring at each other <clears throat> brody king uh once again grabbed darby was beating the shit out of him and tried to get the coffin open on him uh which was also covered in thumbtacks because of course um Darby was uh, lifted uh, and tried to get choked uh, in midair, but Darby was able to get out of it. He then took Brody King's chain, clocked him with it, and then proceeded to choke him out with his own chain. Darby lets go of the chain, and Brody collapses and falls directly, like, ring apron, and then into the coffin. And then the coffin just shuts, and it was, like, the most perfect way that finish could have gone. Like, that's a situation where, like, that everything has to work like the coffin closing because otherwise darby would have to come over and close it himself like the fact that that spot worked as well as it did was outstanding like it was it was wonderful how that turned out And it was a really good opening match honestly you know it's with it being a coffin match it was it was a lot more of like i would say like while they beat the hell out of each other if you wanted to say like a match was more sports entertainment like with this like the Lights going out, and then Sting's in the coffin and all that kind of stuff, and then the face off at the top, and then Darby choking out uh, Brody, who then collapses into the coffin, and then it closes on its own like perfectly. That that's like the the beautiful side of that kind of like heightened entertainment style of wrestling um, that can do wonders. And with a match like a coffin match that also has Sting doing shit and Malachi as well. It worked great. It turned out to be really solid as opening match. Um, yeah, I dug this, honestly.
2: Yeah, um, one of the coolest visuals ever was when he let the chain go and then Brody fell into the coffin. Like like you said, perfectly done. The Sting and Malachi uh, stare off is cool. Sting is, I mean, he's so Sting. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, I don't know if it's the paint or what, or him staying in a, a excellent shape. It just still feels like, it doesn't feel like there's much difference between this sting and 2005 sting. And it's almost been 20 years, you know? It's kind of like, that. it's kind of, it's amazing. He just has this presence about him. And I just love, you know, I just love it. And Malachi Black has this, you know, he has the same, he has a very similar presence with uh, kind of like, I don't have to fight you. I don't have anything to prove. You know, have your baseball bat. I don't need a baseball bat to hurt a man. It was very just Malachi. It's just like like this whole series of matches is just about men with presence. You know what I mean? You're talking about Brody King. The moment he steps in in any room, you're looking at Brody King, right? All the tattoos, the largeness. You got Darby Allen who, like, you know, I've brought this up many, many times. Like, only, like, I've never felt like I've done a complete 180 with someone other than him, like I have, like, where he's one of my favorite wrestlers. And this match was just what it was supposed to be. Big man, little man banging against each other. Darby throwing his body against him. You know, Brody's using his size and, yeah, in the end of the way it was supposed to end. Him choking him out, just like Brody had done him and they're just dropping him in the cage. Julia, Julia Hart. I have to tip my hat to her. Like when they first put her in, I wasn't sure, but she gets it. She gets the character. She gets her role and she does it so well. And if you haven't been watching dark or dark elevation to see her in her singles matches and how it has affected how she works it is really good. It's really cool. You should be checking her out on the dark because I don't know if it's anytime soon, but she is going to be a push carry uh, person in that women's division and what she brings different because you you know she was kind of the blonde the cheerleader and how she's really transformed her character has uh, really elevated her to that next level where you know you want to see her. But hats off, uh, bow take a bow, Brody and Darby, you killed it. And, yeah, this match was told the way it was supposed to be told.
1: Yeah, no, and Julia has really shown a lot of great stuff with this new character that they've been going with her. Um, and, yeah, I, I've i enjoyed the, her use in there, and she's really worked it, and she's got the look that makes it, like, all tie together. Yeah, I got nothing but good th- things to say about the way Julia's been presented. But we'll move in next to the Tornado tag team match between the Lucha Brothers and... La Faction ingobernables, ing- is a fucking something. I always fuck up that last part. Andrade and Roosh is what it was. Uh, Andrade, Alilo, and Rush. Um This match was lucha libre, fast style, like no tags, just offense to offense to offense to offense. Great stuff. And big win for Andrade and Roosh. Like huge win for these guys. Like I have... Been very happy with uh them getting this win because as much as I think Roosh and Andrade are great, on AEW, Andrade has been a pretty much an afterthought for a while. And you could kind of uh tie that into when she, he was introduced uh by Bless Her Heart Lover, Vicky, and like people literally couldn't even hear what the fuck. She said because of her shrill voice and then he comes out and then they're like, oh, shit, Andrade. Um, And he's kind of just faded a bit and like hasn't had a lot to do. And um, well, I mean, they've used him a lot, but he just hasn't been presented in a way that would really capture fans. This was the first time I was like, oh, go ahead.
2: He set himself on fire for
1: him. Well, yes, Cody absolutely like died in the fire for him. And even that didn't work still. Um, But regardless, them getting this big convincing win, uh, continuing to fuck with uh, Penta with the mask situation is great. The use of tying up his mask against the ropes and then Penta having to unmask himself in order to save the match, it was close. It was pretty close. And arguably, he missed the timing. But regardless, I still love the idea of it and Penta having to then just be maskless. I was disappointing in the fans. I loved how, like, Andrade threw the mask in the crowd. Crowd's literally chanting to throw it back because, like, give him his mask back. Doesn't do it, and the crowd starts booing the 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 fan who has it. It's like, that's fucked up, man. That's, clo- that's cold-blooded. And regardless, with F- Penta getting knocked out and his face covered up, um, Fenix is all alone as Roosh and Andrade beat the shit out of him, and they pin him there and then it wasn't necessarily with too much shenanigans but still regardless it's tornado tag it is what it is and andrade and rush they get the win huge win for them like this was a definite needed jolt jolt to those guys because lucha brothers are lucha brothers like they this loss does nothing to them really at all so i'm i'm all for russian and into and andrade getting a big win because it's been it's been needed for them to get like something that really sets them apart and with the trios title, trios tournament coming up very shortly, starting this on um, House of Dragon episode, it's good to give them that as they go into this uh, trios tournament. So you know, the crazy part
2: is of this whole situation. To me, uh, the crazy part is how uh, Tony Khan has so effectively built characters that can lose and it doesn't affect them at all.
1: Oh, especially uh, with the baby faces. Yes, yes, the Lucha
2: Bros. Darby Allen. Darby Allen could lose all the time. And I'm not saying he should, but he could. And he's just as popular when he comes back out there. The Lucha Bros, Cerro Meadow, it does not matter. They can lose, bounce back. So this match was Andrade O'Rouche. It was like, let Andrade Orush win this match, or just go ahead and release them and let them go somewhere else. Because it's just they needed to be st- established as a threat. And I honestly think, as much as it's going to hurt my heart and I don't like it, I think we're building to Andrade and Roosh versus Swerve and Keith Lee at All Out. It's gonna, oh. it's gonna It's going to break my soul. It is. Cause, yeah, because you're boys. Dude, I've been calling Young Bucks versus FTR as the main event of All Out since, like, last All Out. So, the fact that it's, we're getting further and we're further away from the likelihood of that happening snaps my heart into pieces. But I am, when I say I am a you know huge Keith Lee and Swerve, I'm huge fans of them apart. So, them together will be awesome. But if you tell me, you know, you're like, I'm in Oklahoma. You're like, oh, you can go to this bar in Gainesville, Texas and Keith Lee and Swerve are going to be fighting uh, Andrade and Roosh. And you could tell me like an hour before the show starts, I'm driving 100 to that show. That's a match I would pay to see. That's the match I would go to the middle of nowhere to a bar that I'm very uncomfortable in to see. That's how how much of a banger it's going to be. If you look at how Roosh wrestles and how Andrade wrestles, especially Andrade since he's left the WWE, it is straight physical forward, just like, they are. It's. They're gonna knock the shit out of each other. So oh I am, yeah. So if we get that match, I don't know. I'm not saying that's 100 percent of the match. Uh, Andrade and Rush and are in the uh, trios tournament. So I mean things happen, but I'm just saying I feel like that's where the likelihood is thats is we're gonna get that tag team and, uh, match it all out. And yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm. Okay I'm as well. With, I'm as well. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I mean. It's not what I want, but, you know. But you'll take it. You know, like, like, it's like, oh, you can't have the filet mignon, but you can have this really kick-ass ribeye. I'm not sad. You know what I mean? It's like, right, steak is steak. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. No. So, I, I mean, it's not necessarily what I want, but I think that's what we're getting, and I'm excited about it.
1: Yeah, no, and if that's, if that's the case, yeah, I think that can be a banger of a match for sure. But we'll move on to my favorite segment of the show, which was the Young Bucks going backstage um, and going into the locker room of the Dark Order and Hangman Page, and Nick was thanking uh, Hangman for helping them, Matt apologizing profusely with how they've been treating him, and they said, like, you know, like, I I have to live with that. That's my mistake, and we we've been pretty shitty these last uh, these this good amount of time. And now it's like when we're when we are around you, you seem to bring out the good in us. And they're like, listen, we have this trios tournament coming up right now. And let's reform the Hung Let's let's be elite again. Let's do this. Come on. Let's. I, I. No one can stop us. He's like, and Hangman's like, listen, man. Like, I appreciate that, but like, I, I'm gonna have to decline. It's like, I'm I'm not gonna be in the tournament. I'm gonna be in these guys' corners. I'm gonna be in the Dark Orders corner because it's it's their time, and I can't be in your guys' too. It's gonna be complicated. You know, what if you guys meet in the tournament? It's like it's it's not. It's it wouldn't be right of me. It's like. These guys have done right by me. They've stuck by me no matter what. I gotta do right by them, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, no, understand, get it. I completely understand." And they sulk back and have to shout at Brandon Cutler afterwards. Um, Great, great little bit of story stuff there. And again, like these guys, consistently like with their elite drama is still so entertaining because these guys have been so linked like throughout the entirety of AEW's history. Um, and they know how to work with their characters and how to make themselves bounce off each other. Like, it's always amazing just watching the story be- progress between all of these guys. Yeah, it's always amazing.
2: So, let me tell you. Uh, let me talk to you. Go ahead. No, Hangman, You who, you know, I had a Hangman hate fest for a while. <laughs> I, loved, uh, I loved the loyalty. I'm all about loyalty. Dark Order was there for him when he needed him, you know? He asked, he asked the young bucks. He's like, hey, I'm just going to go off on my own. And they didn't like that, you know, and they, they mistreated him. But the Dark Order took him in, hugged him. He was, you know, they don't want us, you don't want to use the word. He was the leader, you know. He didn't want to be, but he was kind of their default leader. Still one of the coolest entrants ever when they all came out in the purple and black cowboy stuff. Still one mm-hmm. of the coolest. So yes. the fact that he's like, dude, I'm not going to even be in the tournament. I am not going to even allow myself to be, I think he would be, like, the first triple count runner in eight. MLG I think so, yeah. If he won the six-man titles. He's like, nope, I'm passing it up for my friends to get a shot. I, I still wonder which three is it going to be, but he's passing it up for his friends to get a shot, and that's super, you know, that's important to me. And I just thought this was so well done. It's like, you know, in wrestling, a lot of times you get very low-level acting, and... You know, I thought this was pretty good, you know. They they carried the characters pretty well on this. And it was like, you know, hey, you know, I still love you. You take me back. And then the girl's like, nah I'm good." Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I, I got to him now. I'm cool. And it's like you saw the broken heart in Matt's face. And, and it was great. And it's like and I felt like I was hearing the battle cry in the background. Oh, like, yeah. I felt like I was hearing that Please. uh bunch of speculation speculation oh Uh, so much i love speculation it's great but uh no this was a very solid
1: segment on its own yes and will we finally finally can we get it where we finally see the return of the one kenny omega we people have been clamoring for it we've missed this man like this we've there's jokes literally being made of like kenny comes back and he's like hey guys i'm back i'm healthy it's so good to be back where the fuck's Cody? Where'd he go? Because this man's been gone for that long, and it's gonna be if 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 that man is the third man, if he's the third man, oh my god! If we get the elites legit, the elite in that trio's tournament, oh my god, that the, shit.
2: The first round match should be the finals. If we, if it's Katie, you <laughs> there you got, go. You got Just, Andrade, like, elevation and Dragon, Lee. Versus the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, at what show couldn't that main event anywhere without anywhere. the titles on the line? Anywhere. You know, that could main event any show. And it's, it's like, if Kenny Omega's the guy, that's going to be the, on Dynamite. And it's like, that's a main event. That's, that's not a regular match. That is a main event on any card. If you did that card any time before AEW existed, or that was a main event. That was the yes. main event. That is what people. Were, that was putting people in there. Those three against those three. Dragon Lee, Kenny Omega. Nick, come on, dude. Come on. I, I'm, dude. Like, the, I. You know the problem with it is, and I know TK does not do this on purpose, right? They haven't really hinted at uh, Kenny Omega. He's like, right? You're going to see a battle cry tomorrow. But everybody, a hundred and ten percent, expects it to be any Kenny Omega tomorrow. If any other wrestler walks out that door, people are going to be disappointed. They're going to say they were screwed. They led me astray. But no one actually <laughs> told you that it was going to be Kenny Omega. Yes,
1: this is complete. Well, listen. Situation. Here's the, here's here's and here's the deal. Here's the deal right now. And here's the deal right now. And I'll tell you right now. I'm 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 still. Y'all remember what I said about that trio's tournament. Y'all remember what I said about that tournament. I, I wanted one team, one team to win that whole thing, and it's literally, you know, it, it's it's my guys. You know who it is? It's CM Punk and FTR. That's, Where the fuck are they?
2: They're not in it.
1: I got the fucking trustbusters in here, but I don't got CM Punk FTR. You know, I what? don't have CM FTR.
2: The trustbusters. It's one of those things. It's like the librarians. I feel like it's a TK idea, and he's like, "It's gonna work. Just give me time." And honestly, I do think Arya Davari has the charisma to pull it yeah, off. Sure, sure. And then, sure. of course, you got Parker Boudreaux kind of playing the same role that Wardlow played at the beginning of his career.
1: The muscle, very similar, very similar. Yeah,
2: and you're like, okay, maybe uh, you know, maybe they have a similar trajectory. So, but yes. Putting them in this six man tournament with the United Empire, right? Mm-hmm. Who is Will Osprey? Uh, Will Ospreay, and I forgot what the, Aussie Aussie Open? Aussie Open, yes. Yeah, like one of the best tag teams in the world, one of the best singles wrestlers in the world. Then you got you got possibly the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, the Elite, right? Then you got Dragon Lee Rouge, and it's just like you go through that, and you like one of these things does not look like the other. Yes, it's just like. It's it's like when you have the uh, PGA Tour and it's the Masters, and you know, you got that, they let that one amateur qualify. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's that guy. It's like, you're not supposed to be here, even though you kind of deserve to be. Uh, You shouldn't be here. And it feels like with all the wrestlers that they have, there could have been another three, but you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going
1: to, listen, listen, I understand. When they announced the tournament, he wasn't back. But
2: yeah. I'm a fan of Parker Pedro I am a fan of Arya DeVari. the other guy I may be a fan of one day Slim Jay. I, I always, as you can see I'm very open minded when it comes to the wrestlers but they don't seem like they fit mm-hmm. ROH six man tag titles yes
1: A Six Man.
2: I don't know. That's a bit. I'm like, I'm not hating on them. I don't feel like they've been here long enough, you know? (laughs) We need time. We need time. We need time to get used to you and love you. Like when I remember when the acclaim came out and they was like everybody's like, we want to be St. John Cena. And now when they say everybody loves the claim, it's kind of (laughs) true. It's
1: like It's kind of true, yeah.
2: Who who says they don't like, do you know anyone that doesn't like the claim? Uh, the ass voice. <laughs> I mean, that's about it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't like anybody that did that to me either. But in general, everyone loves their claim. So we, we we'll, we'll let you grow with us. We'll let you grow with us, Davari, like a little baby. Him and Parker Brodero, you know, they got a the little character. So we'll see what happens with them. But yeah, they look they look odd as fuck in this
1: six man tournament. They do very much so, but regardless, uh, we'll, we'll move on. There's a bit of quick stuff we'll get through real quick. So we had Lucha, uh, we had Jungle Boy get on commentary for Luchasaurus going up against Anthony Henry. It was a squash match. Christian Cage was on the backstage uh, screen after Luchasaurus got his win. Was gonna keep railing down Jungle. Ripping him apart verbally, and then Jungle Boy gets off. Mike goes backstage, immediately bursts through trying to beat up Christian Cage until security holds him back. So while that's happening, though, Luchasaurus shows up and just starts beating the shit out of the security guards, including headbutting Pat Buck, AEW official. And the commentary team was all like, "That's like he. Why would Luchasaurus do that?" And all that kind of stuff. So they basically being like, "The more he's become more." animal than man almost Um, which you know okay regardless uh, I don't know why these people were holding Jungle Boy back Jungle Boy should absolutely get his hands on him ASAP if you've like listened to this motherfucker like I don't understand the AEW security I don't Sam's got to start getting his people in order because I don't understand why Jungle Boy wasn't allowed to go at that man's head I I, I don't get it I don't get it (laughs) But regardless of that uh, we Christian also had-
2: is the perfect dick I just want I just want everybody to know that That Christian is like Perfect at this character Yes and, like You can love him but at least while he's talking
1: You're gonna hate him Absolutely And then we had uh, Miro uh, Talking about the House of Black And then Julia basically just sneaks up behind him And being like no join us Embrace the darkness And Miro's like only one woman can touch me and it's not you. It's like, you filthy swine and he's like, okay, I'm going after you motherfuckers. It's not, it's my, my path is clear. So that was a cool little bit
2: So um, Malachi versus Miro at All Out Sign me, <laughs> sign me up, sign me up. Put, me, put, put my name sign me up, Put my name on the paper
1: uh, You know, take my money God fucking damn, that's a match that I want Yes, yes, yes yeah that, that, That'll be a good match Yes. Uh, Mark Henry was interviewing Powerhouse Hobbs until the factory and QT Marshall was like w- trying to uh, uh, get uh, Hobbs to join the factory, and all Hobbs had to say to that was, don't let your problems become my problems. Um, so, once again, QT in the factory, the goons, uh, just can't seem to do anything right. Um, we'll move quickly on to Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutton, and I'm saying, coming out, so, uh, talking about how like they're not done with Wardlow, and we beat the shit out of him after we we lost our match, but we beat the shit out of him afterwards. And he said, listen, defend the championship again. We sent a message to you last Saturday at Battle of the Belts. Defend it again one more time, or we're just going to find you and take it. Wardlow comes out and says, you want another shot? All right, I got it. But first, tonight I'm going to whip all three of your asses. And then FTR shows up. And the pinnacle, yeah, a little perfect. bit of the pinnacle... The Pinnacle will never die.
2: And uh, they said the pinnacle is always on top. All those belts that
1: visual with all those literally, belts, dude. the literally do. And like and the best part is too, all they got it was just by getting away from MJF. That's yeah. how you stay on top.
2: So, I mean, simply put, uh uh Cash and Dax really should hire a guy to carry those belts for them, you know. That's that's <laughs> yeah. it looks awkward sometimes carrying all them damn belts like It is? Yeah, it's like, dude, 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 no. Uh, No, it was like their music hit, and okay, got to bitch a little bit. All right. I got the the tweet, the beautiful tweet that said FTR in action, and I was like, yes, FTR's (laughs) going to drop some jabronis on Dynamite. This was FTR in action. This did (laughs) not... Th- this does not satisfy my. FTR. You
1: got you gonna, you're gonna go after whoever runs Twitter at the, at AEW, man. I swear.
2: Yeah, it's like this did not satisfy my FTR in action, because <laughs> I don't think they actually. You know, I guess they hit the 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 they hit the move. They hit the big rig.
1: Big still, rig was all still, they hit. Yeah. yeah,
2: I still call it the Shatter Machine, but um, they hit it. It was great, but come on, that's 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 all I get. The best tag team in the world the best tag team in the world because you know they have more belts than every other tag team in the world so they are the best tag team in the world um yeah and i can't get them on tv even 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 my uncle grumpy uncle dax said you know what i miss being on t- wrestling on tv every week and i was like i miss you wrestling on tv every week god yeah so i don't know like i said if you say if you say hey you get a hey we get an appearance from FTR, I'm not saying anything, but you said FTR in action.
1: You know what I, you you know what you mean when you say that.
2: Yeah, you mean I'm getting a match, and I didn't get no match, and I'm not, I was not happy. I
1: was not. Yes, disappointing, I guess. It's but sad. regardless,
2: yeah,
1: we'll see. We'll see how things go, though. But we then had absolute Ricky Starks against Aaron Solo of the Factory. Uh, while Factory was watching this match. Starks uh, was able to get the win. QT sent Nick Camerato to get in the ring and Starks proceeded to spine buster Nick Camarado very well and then Aaron Solo while uh, uh, Ricky's trying to size up uh, Cam- Camarado Aaron Solo hits him from behind Factory one, one goes after him but but uh, regardless of that fact the Factory uh, chased after Ricky Starks and it was the baby face this time who was hiding amongst the crowd uh, which was a bit of a thing so this was alright honestly I'm not all about uh, Ricky Starks' first thing that he's doing before he gets into the feud uh, with uh, Hobbs, of course, which that's going to be the match at All Out for sure. Um, they're having him do stuff at the factory to kill time. Like, you got to save up a bit before you start building up towards Hobbs and Starks at All Out. I understand. But it's just, it feels like we're just waiting for when we actually get Hobbs and uh, Starks completely agree um
2: yeah everything you said i agree uh I, the max was actually really really good ricky uh and aaron solo for all of you new new people that might listen they tagged they were uh they tagged all over the world as a tag team they won lots of local tag team belts they were an excellent tag team pretty sure they're pretty tight friends so they got to go out there on national tv and put on a match I imagine they were very happy about that, and I thought the match was really good. It's just, you know, I'm a big, I like the result to be in question person, and the result's not in question. Like, this could have been the main event of Dark or Dark Elevation, and
1: I wouldn't have blinked an eye. Yeah. Regardless, it is what it is. It's buying time. I think that's all whatever. Whatever. Um, we then had the TBS Championship match between Jade Cargill and Madison Rain, uh having her dynamite debut after getting her first win uh, on Rampage last week. She, these two did a pretty good job, honestly. This was a pretty solid match. I felt like um, Jade uh, got some good stuff on uh, Madison as well. Can, like I, I loved how like Jade like pretty much picked Madison almost out of the air. Um, And then that's when Madison pulled it back and hit a great DDT coming back down. Um, Jade continues to have my favorite big boot in wrestling right now. She she just fucking kicks the shit out of people. Um, Jaded, she's 36 and low. And a great moment of Athena, dressed up as a baddie, comes out and proceeds to just beat the shit out of Jade as long as she can before uh, Kira Hogan pulls her out of the ring. And then... Jade Car- Jade Cargill swatches as Athena raises up the TBS Championship in the ring. Just oh god! Just uh, listen. Here's the thing. I love Jade. I love Jade. I love Jade. We need another big babyface champion for the women's division right now because I can't just have it be. I love Thunder Rosa too. Thunder Rosa cannot be your one big babyface women's champion because you don't have Sheeta. You don't have Riho. You have no big babyface women's wrestlers who have held a championship in AEW right now. You've got none. Like, literally. So, I love Jade. Like, Athena has to win, in my mind. And that's, maybe that's just me. But I don't want this to be a Ruby Soho 2.0. Because I was like, Ruby could win, or she could lose. I don't think it's an issue if she loses, because I think the chase would be fine, and then we didn't see Ruby Soho like in the title picture at all, and it kind of bugged me. And we kind of didn't see her as much on TV unless it had something to do with Eddie Kingston. I am making this my call right now. Like I need, I need Athena to win this because I, I've been, I begged for Athena to go to AEW because I thought she would be amazing. I thought she would be one of the girls. I'm like, if you're gonna sign any women's talent, like any that came from WWE, sign her. And when she debuted, I fucking lost my shit. So I'm telling you right now, like, Tony Storm, I think she's great. She could also be a top women's champion, uh, babyface women's champion. I think she could be great. But as of right now, if you're going to do it on anything right now, like, you got to do it with Athena, I feel like. And, like, people will tell me it's too soon or whatever. Or, but it's like, how high are we going to go with the undefeated streak? How high? Because I think you can have her lose once, and you don't lose her uh, her stature, her mystique, or anything like that. You just don't have the undefeated streak thing to talk about. Which, at the end of the day, we already know it's inflated because of Dark and Dark Elevation. So, make Athena TBS champion. That's what I'm asking you, and I'm begging you. Please, I've been good this year. Let it happen.
2: Uh, if it's not her, you run the risk of going so long... You go. You run the risk of going so long that it just doesn't make sense anymore. You know what I mean? Yes. So I think it really, it, I mean, it's time. I don't know how you want to do it, the banana peel, however you want to do it, if it, but it does feel like it's time for it to happen. I'm one of those people, since I love Jade, I never want her to lose, but it's it, at this point, it, at some point it gets to that Goldberg length where It's never going to, no matter who you put in it, it's not going to make sense. And I don't want it to get Mm -hmm. there. So the only way to avoid it getting there is to, you know, just, you know, just do it. No, Nike, just do it, you know, pull the trigger. I mean, there is.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit Parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
2: Now, no more impressive of a finisher than uh, the O-Face by uh, Athena. So if you're going to lose the title to a move, a top rope stone cold, a top rope leaping stone cold stunner.
1: That's the move to lose to. Here's here's the biggest thing right now. This is going to be a huge. This is going to be a huge thing right here. First of all, if I'm going through the, the women's roster right now, if I'm going through them right now, and if I'm being if I'm being generous right here, if I count the baby faces on the roster, you've got Athena one, Sheeta two, Chris Statlander three, uh, Madison Rain four. I guess Martinez would be up there, 5. You got uh, Riho, 6, even though she's not on as much because of Japan. Soho, 7. Rosa, 8. Tony Storm, 9. Yuka Sakazaki, you got 10. Well, Riho that's not, is always in Japan, and same with Shida. Uh, so that's 2 gone. You got Ruby Soho, who's di- di- disappeared off of TV nearly almost entirely. That's, that's 3 gone now. You got Mercedes Martinez, who's more concerned with Ring of Honor at this point, I understand. So that's 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 four gone now. You've got Chris Statlander who just got hurt and she's gonna be out for six to eight months. That's that's uh f- that's five gone now. You have five baby faces, and none of them have held the title in AEW, uh, besides Thunder Rosa and Riho, and that's that's it. And you have and, and Sheeta, but again those two are gone, yeah, gone right now so you have to do something whether it's tony storm winning the tbs champ. i mean the the, the 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 aw women's championship because now that's become the replacement since uh Statlander is hurt and they're gonna have tony storm and thunder rosa go at it again you could have tony storm winning i'm okay if that happens whether you somehow decide to finally do something with Ruby Soho and you actually push her into position, um, there you go, you got that. But at this point right now, the one that makes the most sense is you do it with Athena. It's literally you have like you've got no other options otherwise because like, listen, I love the heel champions. I love, I love Jade. I love when Britt Baker holds the title. It's great. But you have no other established baby faces for the women's division, and your women's division is already as small as it is. You have to do this. Like, it can, you can't bide your time. There's no patience on this. You have to act now. This is the only time where I'm not going to, like, patience isn't going to be a virtue in this regard. You literally got no other options. This division will continue to suffer if you don't make stars in that way. And Athena can be huge. So please, if it's Tony Storm, because, again, they, this was the segment after this match was that we know that Statlander's hurt, which, again, that's a fucking bomb because Statlander's great, and I love her, and she could be amazing. But this injury shit, it's it's, it's, it's another Darius Martin thing. It's another fucking uh, uh, Dante Martin situation. It's fucking bad timing, very bad timing. It sucks, and I hope nothing but the best for her recovery. Um it could be Tony Storm winning it. That's fine, but that's a babyface taking a title off of a babyface. That's the risk that you run with that. The safest bet is to have Athena win against Jade because Jade will be fine. Athena can do great things. So, goddamn it, man, this is the one thing I'm begging. Everything else on All Out, I'll be a lot more flexible. But you have to do this. This is the one thing I'm like, like for the betterment of the women's division. Please do this. Please, either that. Or get some of your Japanese girls to come back and do some more stuff. Or just if you're going to hire people, hire more women. Because you don't have enough at this point that are established. So, like, let's go. That's literally all I got to say on that. And I think Floyd has has said all he has to say on that, too. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, I agree with you. I would love to be like, hey, that's not right. But I I don't have anything interesting (laughs) because I agree with you.
1: Yeah. All right. Main event time. The AW Interim World Championship being defended by John Moxley against Lionheart, Chris Jericho. Great, great little bit of having uh Lionheart style Chris Jericho back. These guys did amazing. This was an amazing main event. Blo like the use of the blood coming, a unique way to get Moxley to bleed, I will say, because I mean, look, we all know he bleeds all the fucking time. The ripping of the earring out to get the blood coming out was great. I love that. Um, they just beat the living shit out of each other, um, and Jericho looked great. Like it's it's at. I I will say the craziest thing about Jericho is like you you shave that man and he becomes twenty years younger. I swear, like in his look, it's it's actually quite funny. Um, I I, I gotta say,
2: and I mean this, I'm gonna need. Uh, people will start hating on Moxley for bleeding all the time. When my boy was there and he was bleeding all the time, he was fucking mean. You know? You know, the, mm-hmm. you know the people getting a paper cut and then gushing. That's like, that, that's Cody. He was a mean. He was a mean for bleeding all the time. I, yeah, but I, now you're doing it with Moxley. Moxley easily bleeds more than Cody. Very easily. true. It's Very not true. even close. The dude bled in a match with J- Willa Yuta. Just a regular mm-hmm. singles match, will you just bleed? This dude bleeds all
1: the time. Not yeah, exactly. So if you're gonna if you're gonna do one thing, you, like keep keep it a hundred. Yeah. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna say the same thing about Cody, which I never had a problem with him bleeding. No, but no if no, you're gonna no. say that about Cody, right. do it to Moxley. Like yeah. just stay yeah. consistent. Yeah, but I, like, I love
2: blood and wrestling. Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's some good shit. You know, get the you know get the blood in there. You know, come on. Yeah, down. show some color. Show yes, some color. Show some color. I'm okay with it. But yeah. it's just, like I said, I just remember it's like, oh, Cody's going to bleed again. And
1: it was yeah. just like. Uh, hey. Oh, yeah, you had to see that all the time. No, yeah. for sure. All the time. Regardless, yeah, no. regardless though, the, the, of course, the only thing that was a bit of a bummer with this match was um, – because immediately after Jericho he countered with a great code breaker on Moxley jumping off the top row. Great code breaker. Jericho's ripping off the turnbuckle pads, throws them to the outside to distract uh, the referee. Sammy Guevara is in the crowd, throws Floyd, the baseball bat, to Jericho, completely overthrows him. It's like he was Ben Roethlisberger overthrowing his receivers. It was quite sad. Um, Jericho had to go outside the ring to get the fucking bat. He was able to still crack Moxley with it, and somehow the referee still couldn't see it. Um, but thankfully, it still only gave a two count. That was the only spot where you were just like, shit, man, god damn it. Like, everything else was really good. Um, but didn't, it didn't really uh, tamper the match at least much because these guys were fucking changing out submission after submission after submission. Jericho tried to go with the title belt. Moxley moves out of the way, and Jericho's head goes into the exposed turnbuckle, and then Bulldog Choke gets put onto him, and that gets Jericho to tap out, who was also bleeding like crazy after his head went into that uh, turnbuckle, the, that turnbuckle, exposed turnbuckle. Um, Moxley gets the huge tap-out victory. Um, and then after the match, S- J- Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager of the JAS come in. That's when the ba- uh, Blackpool Combat Club in its entirety comes out, except for, except for Danielson. What the fuck, Danielson? Uh and then Wheeler Yuta and i mean uh, and then Eddie Kingston and Ortiz also come out and as the rest of the JAS comes out they all start going after each other Jericho's going to hit Moxley with the title belt until my fucking boy yes CM Punk is back he is here he comes out he cleans house on the JAS and we get the face off Moxley versus CM Punk he's back in time oh my god i'm so happy moxley flips off punk it's fine he was the weakest member of the shield anyway and it's fine because my boy is back and y'all aren't ready because i've already seen like this man was out for a couple months and he was saying things about wwe and you know Being as defiant as he is because let's not forget how much that company fucked him over. And y'all are acting like this man's going to be cordial with them. Shut the fuck up. Like, y'all can be cordial with them. Fine. Triple H seems to be doing a wonderful job. I'm very happy for the people that are enjoying WWE. But you expect Punk to be cordial with them regardless if they're doing anything good or not. Benefit of the doubt with that man does not exist when you've gone through the shit that he went through. And now my boy is back to fucking put some respect on his name and the entirety of the AEW roster because he, commu- he has a cumulative effect with the entire roster when this man is here. So it will be All Out. It will be CM Punk, the true AEW world champion, reclaiming himself as the face of AEW, the face of pro wrestling. And I will be there uh in spirit because i just can't make it and it hurts my soul but floyd i'm sure will be there and will fill in for me but yeah welcome Um, back to austin being toxic again about cm punk because i know y'all missed it i know i missed it it's fucking clobbering time we are
2: back it is clobbering time set your watches uh clobbering time starts so uh, in about what three weeks
1: three weeks time i believe yes yeah. september, yeah, september. september september 3rd right is it gonna be on saturday or sunday i don't know i don't want to get it re- you know they hang that banner up so much but it is it's, it's kind sunday. of a small banner yeah so
2: so it is sunday september 4 clobbering time will be about uh 9 p.m uh eastern you know 8 8 p.m central um yeah, I'll be prepared for this. Uh I and I, I brought up this point to my friends, so I will bring it up on here. Especially with his ankle injury, there is no better first opponent for CM Punk than John Moxley. Yes. The reason? He it's just straightforward. It's a fight. CM Punk's match with Eddie Kingston, he could do on one foot. You know what I mean? Because it's literally us just them just knocking the shit out of each other for 20 minutes, and then one guy just being a little bit tougher than the other one. That's, I mean, if his will is still bad, if he just wasn't working, that's the perfect match for CM Punk, right? No jumping off the top ropes, no this. It's just punching, hold, hold, you know. You know, maybe, you know, you could bring in even a table or whatever, but it's just going to be a physical, straightforward match. Not a lot of agility required to work with John Moxley. That's what I think uh, I like about John Moxley. I've seen a lot of talk about him being wrestler of the year. And if you want to go that way, I understand. But his matches are kind of the same. <laughs> they're just like, they're very straightforward, very physical, blood, finisher kicks outs all that kind of stuff but there's very much a rhythm to his matches and I do think it's uh one that even the most average or casual fan they see Moxley in the ring they'll be like, "Oh, okay, I thought this was fake." Because yes. he wrestles in such a way that, you know, for a few minutes in there, like, you know, you you're you're a suspension of disbelief Goes away and you just start believing it. Because how do you make a dude bleed? Oh, I'm going to tear your earring out. And that's how I'm going to make you bleed. He bleeds out of his mouth quite a bit. And, you know, when if you've ever grappled a lot, you know that can happen. So I, I really do like Mox, And I just, A plus, you couldn't have asked for a better uh, first opponent. I don't, of course, I wanted the Summer Punk and I didn't want him to get hurt. But we've gotten the Summer of Mox. You know, and that's the summer of kick-ass, the summer of uh, the jacked-up John McClain. That's what we basically got this summer. And now he gets to, uh, you know, you know, John Moxley looks a little tired. You know, he looks yes. a little tired. He might need a nap. September 4th, he'll go to sleep.
1: Yeah, no, he'll go to sleep very, very quickly. But that closed out AEW, Quake by the Lake, Dynamite. Um, already the show is up 10 points because uh, my boy is back. Um, and we can move now to AEW Rampage, which I kind of want to take in a bit of a different way because I think this sh- this Rampage specifically, at least in my eyes, kind of shows that we might be having a problem with this show. And I'm Floyd maybe disagrees with me possibly, but I will say that this was the first time on Rampage where I was just like, what the fuck, man? Like, listen. I I'm kinda it, like it, it's so, you gotta you gotta give me more here.
2: It's so hilarious because this was the highest rated rampage in four months. Which it was, which is very
1: I'm very That's, good about it's that. It's
2: weird because I didn't think it was that special.
1: No, <laughs> I'm I'm glad I'm glad that it got viewership. I'm very glad that it got uh better numbers than most rampages. I, I and I but, think a lot of the news
2: about Rampage not being very good, I you know you know how AEW fans are. That sure. was like a rallying cry to show up. <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, we we got to show up. You know, because sure. like, like me, I work overnight, right? But Friday, I flip my schedule every week. Friday, I flip my schedule so I can actually stay up with my wife on the weekends, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Friday night. If you imagine, I've been up for a long time. So I very rarely watch Rampage on Friday night. I watch it first thing Saturday morning. But, you know, got the news like, oh, my God, no one's watching Rampage. Yeah, I had to stay up and watch it. Now, did I have to watch it again there the next go. morning because I was really, really sleepy and I didn't remember anything? Yes, that's, that's what happened because I'm old. And when I'm sleepy, mm-hmm. stuff doesn't stick in my head. I was like, I have no idea what happened so I watched it again Saturday morning so I could actually talk about it. But, yeah, I just I think that was a reason for the spike, not because the quality of show was higher.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, here's what I'll say with my rampage opinions. Brian Danielson and uh, Daniel Garcia's promo that started off the show. Outstanding. It was great. Loved it. Um, I would compare it a lot to the promo that we just had on Raw with uh, Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens. I would compare those two pretty heavily with how well they were performed and how well they are. Um, Great. Already got me hyped. You then had the AAA World Mixed Championship match between Sammy Guevara and now Ty Mello uh, facing off against, thankfully... Uh, Not severely injured Dante Martin, who has recovered well from his uh, ankle injury he seemed to have suffered or leg injury that he suffered uh, a couple weeks ago. Thankfully, he's still okay, and he's able to wrestle. So Dante Martin and Sky Blue. This is fine, again. I mean, it shows how good Sammy and Ty are, um, but the fact that it was for these AAA World Mixed Championships, we knew Sammy and Ty weren't, weren't losing these things they literally just got married. So like, why would they lose these things to a, to a team that's like kind of just been formed? You could have had this match without the titles and you would have had a little bit more of like, I'm not saying it would have been easy enough to predict who would have won, but like you throw the titles in there. Sure. You give it like a little bit more like, Ooh, they're going for a championship, but it's like, do you think they're going to lose those belts? No, you have Parker Bordeaux squashing sunny kiss. Um, Okay, that's what it was. Beardhausen, I was glad to see Eric Redbeard back going up against the gun club, but regardless of the fact, um, Danhausen takes the pin, um, and Redbeard is thrown out when the referee is distracted. Um, And then Stokely Hathaway was watching and tried to once again give his business card to the gun club. They did not accept it because that was another thing that happened on Dynamite was Billy was roasting his kids. Stokely tried to brush off Billy and get the gun club on his side. Billy chases him off. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes at least. But regardless, whatever. Uh, Keith Lee and uh, Swerve Strickland uh, volunteered to put the titles on the line against Private Party. I dig the fuck out of that because use Private Party, please. Uh, Hook was interviewed and he was uh, accepting the challenge from Zach Clayton uh, to uh, t- who wanted to take the FTW championship back to New Jersey. Hook accepted the challenge. Okay, so we have a match for Hook. Glad to see that. It was good to see Hook, but, you know, whatever. And then the main event was Z- with uh, Orange Cassidy against Ari Devari. It's fine. Orange Cassidy's great. And then we had the turn of Sunny Kiss on the Best Friends, which, in call me a guy, with a guy for not watching Darker, Dark Elevation, but Floyd, can you confirm me? What the fuck kind of connection does Sunny Kiss have with the Best Friends and Orange Cassidy?
2: So Sonny Kiss has been pretty, you know, steady, uh uh steady like face the whole time. Oh yes. And he's you know, he hasn't really like I think the best friend saved him, uh saved Tony from uh attack or something like that. It's it's a very ancillary, like not a connection. It was more about um um Ari Davari trying to get Sonny and being very aggressive about getting Sonny into the group and Sonny turned down Ari and then of course they put Sonny versus Parker and Parker destroyed Sonny Uh, and it was just like Sonny's like I'm tired of losing I'm tired of not mattering I deserve better and you know the turn happened against Orange Cassidy because guess what if you want to
1: turn someone
2: you use one of the
1: most popular people in the company which I understand, but I would also say that Sonny Kiss's character has been tied way more with uh, the now-released uh, Joey Janela. Those two were tied to the hip for a good
2: amount of time. It, it wasn't um, more about Sonny turning on OC as much it was about Tony uh, Sonny joining Aria.
1: Right. But what I will say, too, is that, again, this is a storyline that has been told pretty much significantly through Dark and Dark absolutely, Elevation.
2: Absolutely,
1: And it was put on Rampage, which they're still trying, regardless of the time slot, they're still trying to use to like continue storylines that they've been pushing on Dynamite. And here's the deal, man. If you're going to have any of these storylines like continue on into television, you're going to have to give us something. Because for me, who, unfortunately, I do not have time to keep up with Di- with Dark and Dark Elevation... I just don't have the time. It slips through. I love AEW, but I just don't have the time. I work a lot. So with that happening, I have no connection to this story. I have no connection with the Trustbusters, and I love Sonny. I, I love that dude. I love Sonny so much. She, they're great, awesome, really cool in person. But I got no connection with with Sonny in the Trustbusters. And yeah, turning on Orange Cassidy is a good move because, I mean, he's one of the biggest babyfaces in the company. But if this is going to be a continuing of like, okay, we're doing this mostly on Rampage and uh, Dark and Dark Elevation, then why was this on Rampage to begin with? And my biggest thing right now is like with Rampage, like like – think about back on some of the matches that we've had on Rampage and stuff like that where we've had like fucking insane like Adam Cole versus Adam Page and we've had fucking Brian Danielson ripping people apart on Dan- on Rampages and other insanely good matches on Rampage there's got to be a little bit more of a balance of Rampage feeling more like a television show but a B show nonetheless and not feeling like an extension of the YouTube shows There's got to be a fix between that, because at this point, like this could have been this genuinely could have been like if it it was a dark elevation that was put on TV, that's fine. At least I know what I'm expecting. But I kind of like regardless of Rampage being a B show, I expect it to be more than just an extension of the YouTube shows. That's just how I feel.
2: And it goes against what Tony said at the beginning. Yes, Uh, he said it was not going to be a B show. It was going to be a continuation of Dynamite. And I don't I think very early it felt like that. Yes. It doesn't feel like that now. It feels like
1: uh, And this is very this this show, regardless of it, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. Yeah. It does not feel like a continuation of Dynamite. It feels like a continuation of dark and dark elevation.
2: Absolutely. And I like, I'm not, like, I'm not going to harp on it, but it's just facts. It's just facts. The reason I started watching it Saturday morning is because it wasn't must-see Friday TV.
1: Yes. And this and, was and, yeah, the definition. This This show was the definition of not yeah, must-see. Yeah. And
2: I was like, if it wasn't for the rallying cry that, oh, Rampage is bad, I would have went to bed and watched it in the morning like I normally do you know yes. so it's like i don't know if my me staying up affected the number at all cuz it didn't cuz i'm not a Nielsen family but it's uh it's still like okay you want to be there for your people but it's just like give me something i mean could ron danielson not uh running knee some jabroni you know in the match or whatever Uh, FTR didn't wrestle last week they're one of your most popular tag teams you couldn't have thrown them in there against some team that they were going to likely beat like give us some of the bigger names you know I know you got out seeing the main event and that was great but it's just like some of the bigger names that you're not using on Dynamite you literally have a whole other hour that you can use them you know exactly it's like oh I didn't get to see Wardlow wrestle you saying Wardlow couldn't have powerbomb symphony some guy Yeah, Yeah. literally. It's like oh, (laughs) it's
0: It's, like okay.
2: Yeah, let's let's you know, you know, and I know you don't want people working two, three times a night. I get that. Just you know, I think you can do. You can do. I think if you can make Rampage about fifteen percent better every week, without you taking anything away from Dynamite. Yes, and I'm not, and we're not talking about this drastic change. It's not dog shit. It's just No, it's just it's, it, again it's, just, it's it's the midiest mid show that ever mitted. You know, yes. it's and so- if it if
1: if if it was designed to be an extension of the YouTube shows and be like okay, you're climbing the ladder. You you you're on dark, then you're on dark elevation, then you're on rampage, then you're on dynamite. If that's how it was designed, then that's fine. It is what it is. Like that's you you're not like like pissing on my leg and saying it's rainy, raining. raining. It's like, but if you're telling me that Rampage is not supposed to be a B-show and it's not supposed to be anything like Dark or Dark Elevation and it's supposed to be an extension of Dynamite, you can't be like taking these storylines that you've only shown on Dark and Dark Elevation and then plop it on Rampage and say that's okay.
2: Yeah. FDR has three different tag team titles that you could feature on Rampage. Pick one. Exactly. Or remember <laughs> when you would have
1: – look. That forbidden door has been shut basically since that show has ended.
2: Yeah, and I don't think did we ever get the FTR versus Robongi vice match like till an actual finish. Well, I know we got them in the three uh, in the the triple threat, but we never got that one on one
1: match, right? Uh, besides the uh, Jim, yeah, the, we got the one with the Jim Cobb one, Jeff Cobb, uh, with yeah. Jeff Cobb but one. Yeah, they sorry. never
2: actually had a finish to their tag team match.
1: No. no, can we get that
2: on rampage i'd be down yeah. <laughs> you know like you actually have a story that they've wrestled like two or three times and they've never actually finished their one-on-one match so let's go or throw them in there with the best friends
1: i don't there's care. so there's, there's significant there's, amount of stuff dude, that you can you use that would so make m- rampage huge you have so much
2: talent on it as uh, on a uh, team you know in, on that show it's like i do think uh uh, what's the daddy magic and the other guy I forgot. You know, Matt Menard. Matt Menard. Uh, yeah. Why aren't they in something? You can throw them in the tag team and let them wrestle. I mean, there's a lot. I'm just saying people, but I'm just saying that's how deep your roster is. Like it, there, there's no reason an hour of AEW should ever be mid mm-hmm. <laughs> ever. Cause you have too much talent. You you have too much talent that's not on TV every.
1: Actually, I'm an idiot. Matt Menard is literally Daddy Magic. It's Angelo Parker.
2: Angelo Parker. They changed their names on me, and I wasn't prepared.
1: I Um, wasn't either. Let's be fair. I wasn't
2: either. Let's be fair. It's like they're in the JAS, so I just call them JAS. But when I'm like, they're both they're very talented tag team on their own. I just (laughs) forget what their names are sometimes. So no, uh, yeah, we're proclivity positivity, so we'll quit burying rampage. But yes, but again, it was one. We're you know, not. We're, it's, not it's,
1: it's, it's not really hard to do better. You know what I mean? Fixed. Really, that's the thing. It's just like if you're if just simply like if you're if that's what you want Rampage to be, you can make Rampage like that. Just book it like that. It's that and, simple. Like yeah. it's not a sim- situation. It's like like the YouTube shows are going to be what they are, and that's fine. Like there's no issue with what what they are. They're very clear of what they are. Um, but. Again, if you want Rampage to be what you say it is, then like own up to it. That's all we're saying. It's not we're not we're not digging on the show itself, but it's just like be consistent with what you want this to be. Because you can make it like that because you have so much talent. But yep. regardless, that wrapped up Quake by the Lake. Sorry that we were a little bit harder on it than normal, but this one specifically felt like, you know what, there's gotta be a line of the sand with Rampage. You gotta you gotta pick a lane. Let's do something here. But regardless of that. We can preview uh, AEW Dynamite House of the Dragon, which um, thank God we're recording this when we are because we got a huge announcement for the main event match, which is the Brian Danielson versus the Dragon Slayer Daniel Garcia two out of three falls. Uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is going to be a special timekeeper. So, the so, puns are huge on this match.
2: Yeah, House of Dragon uh, episode. We have Dragon Lee... The American Dragon, Brian Danielson, and Ricky. The Dragon Frank. Slayer. Yeah, the Dragon Slayer and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And Dragon Slayer, you know, basically came from King Slayer,
1: which comes from what?
2: Game of Thrones. You know, there you go.
1: And if you ask a lot of Game of Thrones fans, uh, the dragons started coming out of there when they had no idea what else to do in that show. But yes. regardless.
2: Yes. Uh, and then you had the king. You have the king
1: on the show. Yes, you do. You truly
2: have the king.
1: So. So, if, so let's be fair here. If you've never watched Game of Thrones, like myself, just watch this show. And then you'll com- you get this episode of Dynamite. So, and so then you've you get never watched out. Game of Thrones? I watched the first episode, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. Maybe I'll get into this. And then I just uh, never got around to it. Right. It just it, yeah. I've never been a huge fantasy right. guy. It's yeah. just always been my thing. If you like sex and violence,
2: that's what that show is. It's just sex and violence and violence.
1: And sex and violence I,
2: and then more sex.
1: <laughs> I kind of like my sex. I kind of like my sex and violence to be separated, personally. No, oh,
2: yeah. Okay. Well, I get it. I dig it. I respect you, but it's just like, oh my god, no. Um, I love violence. I love dynamite. Now, like I, I like not, sex. I, <laughs> I did not like. Game, I didn't think I would like Game of Thrones. I really didn't. <laughs> I was I was telling everybody that you know I was like ah it's really not my thing. So about fifth season. Somebody was like worked watched the first episode and I was like, okay, this is my shit. Because yes. you know,
1: I will say too, because when I I I I watched it and I I did think the first episode was good and I was like, okay, well maybe I'll wait because what I did was with Breaking Bad actually, which is still one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I waited until the entire show was done and then I watched all of it like just nonstop. And I loved it for it. Cause I didn't have to wait fucking weeks for episodes to come out. Cause that was back still around the time when like streaming wasn't consistent enough to the point where like you would get whole seasons that just dropped for you to binge. Um, so I was very glad I waited. So I was like, okay, well maybe if I get into game of Thrones, I'll wait. Then I heard people ragging on the last couple seasons and I was like, maybe I should just kind of put it off and just be like, you know what? Maybe I'll read the books or something. I don't know. That might be the better idea.
2: Dude, first of all, reading
1: is lame. I just listened to Jeanette McCurdy's book. It's very great. So, so um, you
2: didn't read. You listened. There's a well, because
1: first of all, the book sold out on Amazon because it's so popular. Yes.
2: Um, uh, you, okay. Terrible take. Horrible take. I got to share this take. I hate stories like this. Because I love watching like old episodes of iCarly at night. And now when I watch them, all I think is how sad Jeanette McCurdy was. And I just have to turn it off and watch something else. Hey, listen,
1: man. I love Drake and Josh. And like, I I still love that show. And regardless of the fact, I still know the fact that A, Dan Schneider, the creator of those shows and iCarly and Victorious, fucking creep that dude is. Um, Also, B, uh, you know. Drake Bell, kind of a bad person, but well, he you know wasn't
2: what? When he he wasn't when he filmed the show. You know? He
1: wasn't when he filmed the show, exactly. <laughs> so you, you, you enjoy your content the way you enjoy your content. Dude, you, so no one's going to be like, squeaky clean in that regard. No,
2: it's just like she just talks about how sad and miserable she was doing the show. So I'm like watching one of my – literally one of my favorite TV characters ever, Sam Puckett. And it's just like, oh, she, so she hated this? Oh, my God. Oh, um, no.
1: I just – I was like – I'm gonna watch House now. She may have hated it, but let's let's be fair here. For somebody who hated what they were doing, they were very good she at was doing it.
2: Very good. She was very good. Like to me, iCarly sucks without Sam. Like the original uh, iCarly. Yes. She is the glue of the freaking show. It's like it really sucks. Like Spencer's fine. Carly's fine. But the heart of the show was Sam. And yeah. it was just like, you know. Uh it was like it was a funny show. It's like even me, I was in like my twenties, and I would turn it on there to watch Sam beat up somebody over food. It was great. It was like that's I love this, and, you know, and then it's like, oh, I hated it all. It was terrible. My mom made me do it. I wasn't glad my mom's dead. uh, I'm uncomfortable watching this now.
1: <laughs> yes but i i do think it regardless of her awful terrible experiences and i i, I highly recommend you read or listen to the book if you have the time it is a it it's a great listen like it,
2: it sounds like it would make me sad
1: a little bit but there's a little bit more humor in it because jeanette mccurdy has a weird sense of humor which i appreciate um but oh, regardless she, of the seems fact,
2: pretty, she seems pretty dope and she seems to it seems to reading the book writing the book being able to talk about it, do her podcast it seems like it's great therapy for her and all that stuff so i i definitely wish her the best but i was just talking about as a person that's just like you know nick
1: at night just, one of my things i like is ruined exactly so she
2: god damn it stop it <laughs> <laughs>
1: god damn it why does people have to ruin the good things yes
2: exactly i'm selfish i, I have no problem yes. admitting that I, I i i like my tv uh like to live in that world and in some in my brain in seattle that with the pair phone you know carly and sam are like still rocking and best friends and happy as never and it's just like you broke my glass on my uh fantasy world you know <laughs> what i mean
1: Yes, we all want to live in the fantasy world where everything is awesome and everything is cool when everything you're part is of is
2: awesome.
1: Yes. Yep, exactly. <laughs> no, and also I've I've I was fortunate enough to meet Jeanette McCurdy when she was still on the show. Actually, I was at the Nickelodeon Family Cruise and I met her and Nathan Kress on that cruise line. Um, super cool people, genuinely super cool people. But I do feel bad because uh, I, I remember somebody asking uh, Sam, "Do you actually like ham?" And now that I know about her eating di- eating disorder that she has. Oh my God! Like, why would you ever ask that question? Oh my God, I'm uncomfortable. I mean, it was me
2: such now. a big part of her character, though.
1: It was, yes, but yeah.
2: So you run it regardless like, of the are fact. Are you just shoving them down your throat or whatever? Or do you actually like? I'm like, as a kid, if I was a kid, yeah, that's definitely. If it's true. a kid asking that question, yeah. yes, but this was a grown person. Oh no, I thought you know, I thought as like with, being a Nick Cruz, I thought only kids were asking. No, that's, there were some yeah, adults. Yeah, there that, were some adults. That's kind of stupid. Why would you yeah. ask that? I. Don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But regardless, maybe a kid asked them to ask it because they. Were I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm... I'm gonna try to pretend like the human is good. So pretend. I'm gonna just pretend. Live in my world of uh, sunshine and rainbows for a second.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but regardless, with our little TV talk, uh, AW Dynamite, House of the Dragon, you get Roosh, Andrade, and Dragon Lee against the Young Bucks and a mystery opponent. Who could it be, <clears throat> Kenny? Um, Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia, two and out of three falls, with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as guest timekeeper. Varsity Blondes going up against the Gun Club. Okay. And then Tony Storm facing Killian King. Uh, Kylan H- King. Kylan King. King, K- K- King, sorry. AKA Cling Cling, if you uh, Cody couldn't call her. Cling Cling. I once called <laughs> I her. Honestly, her Killian, a- Killian King is my favorite way to pronounce it. I understand it's not the right way to pronounce it, but I'm stubborn.
2: So I saw her in a. Uh... I saw her in, uh, what's that place? A Bucky's. And I kind of called her Cling Cling, because that's how I remember her, because I only see her on the show. She did not give me the best of looks from calling her Cling Cling. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) It was just kind of like, you know, it was Chandler. (laughs) It was Red Velvet, and it was cling cling, you know, because that's (laughs) what Cody calls her. And they're like, I know your name, but it was just like, you know, that's what he said. Just let me have fun, please. Yes, no. uh, It it was was just this look, like, why the fuck are you here? And I'm like, I don't want anything. I was just saying hi to this guy I know. (laughs) I was like, uh, but no. Uh, No, life is good. Life is good. But But, yeah. It was like, honestly, if she would have been like, hey, how's it going? I honestly probably wouldn't remember it, but her now shooting you. me that look—I will never forget. Don't call her cling cling. Don't do that. Doesn't go well. Doesn't go do well. But uh, this <laughs> show looks really good. Her and Tony Storm should tear it down. I love the I the dragon stuff almost in every match. You know the Varsity Blondes and the Globe Club. That's the only one that we we got no uh they've uh, got no uh Game of Thrones in, so they're gonna have to they're gonna have to. Uh, one of them are going to have to come dressed up as something to keep keep with the theme, and you know, tomorrow or today,
1: they're going to throw two matches on that. We, Absolutely, really, you know, I mean, literally, they announced because, they announced Ricky the Dragon Steamboat like I'm, only a couple hours away pre- from when we were recording this. TK hates our
2: previews. He does not want us to do a complete preview. He just does not.
1: No, He's never. Gonna
2: add something. I'm going to drop the show, and then they're going to add it like two hours later. They're like, why don't you talk about this? Didn't know it happened. I didn't know it was going to happen. But, yeah, if we can get an FTR match either on this show or on Rampage, hey, you put FTR on Rampage, it's a five-star. Oh, excuse me. It's a seven-star show automatically. Yes. Writing's through the roof. Two million people tune in. I
1: yeah. will say right now because I, I need to know what the fuck Sam Punk's doing because he just got back. So I would like to know what he's doing on my television screen again. Please fucking thank you.
2: So let's do a APA a segment. With FTR yes. and CM Punk in the back, sitting at a card table, talking about CM Punk messing up John Moxley. That's kind
1: and of then, and then I mean. and then send me and then yeah. send me the hockey jersey early, please. I know they're not supposed to get to fucking shipped until like October, but send it yes. to me
2: early, please. Rush order. So tomorrow, today at one o'clock, pro wrestling tees. I don't even know if they announced it on the page yet. It might have just been in a VIP group, uh, but there's going to be a CM Punk commemorative hockey tee uh, that you, got uh, shirt you can buy. Let me tell you, if I knew I was getting it at All Out or before All Out, I would probably go broke and buy it. But since, because it would be kind of cool to wear it All Out, you know, CM Punk hockey jersey All Out, represent, you know, but uh, since probably, I won't get it before then. I'll probably just, uh, I probably won't purchase it this time. I say that, but they're going to send out the email, and they say, oh, you
1: only got an hour left. And, and yeah, and then I'm going to go broke. I'm going to like, hey. Yeah, well, um, and again, like I said, I just spent $500 on a new Xbox. Yeah. I'm about to spend another fucking $125. Yeah. I'm like, here's my money, Phil. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Phil, I missed you, buddy. Blah, blah. Yeah. Thank you for life. coming back. Thank you for healing from your foot very quickly, I will. I must say. I'm glad that it was a quick, a quick fix. Um, and yeah. You know, beat up John Moxley, and then maybe somewhere down the road, I can get you versus Kenta or something like that. I don't know. Since you, since we weren't get, able to get you and Tanahashi, that's all I'm saying.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be pretty dope. Shows show as show should be a banger, as the children say these days. <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, I don't think we
1: got anything left. That's we all we got. We got no other headlines or anything yeah, I feel like they we have
2: need to it. mention. Hey, TK, if you listen to the show, if you're throwing it in and you listen on double time. Can you can you announce FanFest? Can you can you give us can you give us a week? You know? It's like we're like fifteen days away. Uh poor people have to uh you know, budget. So line that up. Get that done. Yeah. Thanks, buddy.
1: Thanks. No, nah. yeah, literally. <laughs> um, but I will say, too, um, the the one last thing I will say, too, is that um, Clash of the Castle looks pretty fucking good. So definitely going to have to check that out. I will say,
2: dude, I, I can tell you not a WWE show. And I'm not going to say it's been life changing. But every episode of Raw and Smackdown since the changeover has been watchable. And they're very, very happy. And, to see. And, and, and you know, and that is great. Cause I'm not one of those people that you, I, you don't have to pick, you know, they don't come on the same days, you know, watch mm-hmm. everything. Or if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it, you know, just do whatever you want to do. I really do do whatever you want to do. Just don't try to
1: ruin it for anyone else. Absolutely. Yes. And, uh, also don't break into Sasha Banks's car. You fucking assholes. <laughs> see, See that's
2: the thing, that's just Oakland. I don't think it. was... That is just uh, Oakland. <laughs> no, yeah, Very true. Like, yeah, it was like, hey, my uh, my friends from California. And he's like, you just don't leave shit in your car.
1: Yeah, you, he, mm-hmm. she's like five minutes is yeah, all she like, gave it, like, yeah, and I'm like, just yeah. like, that's
2: four minutes too long. Yeah, don't don't leave crap in your car in Oakland. I I mean, not saying it's her fault. I never, you know, I'm never gonna. No, yes, <laughs> I no I know. No, it's not. It's not her fault. But it's just like, yeah, that happens. Uh, Yeah, yeah. that's why I don't go to Oakland. It's in the Bay Area. The Bay Area is a terrible place anyway. (laughs) Uh, They have teams I hate there. But I will actually. It's so funny I say that. I'm going to the Bay Area in October to watch watch the Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Because, unfortunately, um, one of my heroes in life, my uncle, is a diehard 49er fan. Honestly, I can say he's one of the people that taught me how to fan so very important person in the uh, development of who Floyd is, and he's like, you know what? Let's go watch a game together. And of course, I couldn't say no to that. You know, absolutely. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm very glad. glad. Yeah, so I am going to San Francisco to watch that game, and it should be
1: fun. It should be fun because the Chiefs are going to smash him. You know, probably yes, because you're only uh, you're only facing. Well, you know what? Contain Debo, and then we'll then we'll talk. Yes, yeah, he's pretty freaking good at the football. Yes. But with all of that out of the way, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of All Things Elite. We really appreciate your time and your energy to listen to this podcast. Um, please continue to download this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us on on podcasting platforms, Spotify or whatnot. Just give us a share. really does not take that much effort and it means the world to us. It really does. So. I would love it if you would do that. Leave a rating and a review. Also, it lets us know how we're doing. And then follow us on social media. We are at AT ATElitePod on Twitter, at Social Suplex are the Guys who make this show possible. Check out all the other shows they have on their network. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. Once again, massive happy birthday to my little sister, Sydney. Love that girl to death. She's my best friend. I'm very happy that she's happy. Um. yeah, that's all I got to say. So, Floyd, take us home. All right. I'm going to take us home. Be nice to people.
2: Enjoy what you enjoy. Let people enjoy what they enjoy. And thank you for putting up with all our rambling about random shit today. This was probably the least AEW, AEW podcast ever. But uh, This is just we, the most we, tangents, I will say. This is yes, just the most tangents. Yeah, so uh, we will... We will be back to our regular schedule, uh, talk about the, the wrestling next week. But, yeah, Madden came out like 24 hours ago, so I'm sorry. I, it was on my mind. So, uh, You all have a good one. Uh, you all have a good one. And remember, like I always say, whether it is home, work, or school, always do your best to be elite.